Welcome back to the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. My co-host is Bruce Aldrich. I write an automotive column for the Bay Area News Group, and I publish the website, theweeklydriver.com. Bruce is the automotive expert of the two of us, and today we are on week three. We're in Bruce's backyard, three, week, three weeks of our broadcast uh, podcast from um, the COVID-19 crisis, and so we're doing our best to... Um, to keep in the mix, so to speak, but we're doing. How outside. you doing over there, James? I can barely uh, yeah, see. Yeah, we we're ten feet apart distance. here, so we're 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 doing the best we can. But today we have a a guest who I know um, via my sister. Uh, his name is Ron Richmond, and Ron is a shareholder and general counsel of Boulevard Hauser in San Francisco. My sister is um, also an attorney for that law firm, and Ron and my sister are. Uh, good friends for many years, and obviously uh, working together as colleagues for a very long time. So, Ron, welcome to our program. We're g- we have a v- very interesting topic with uh, with you today to discuss about one of your sons. So, welcome to our podcast. Well, thank you very much, James and Bruce. I appreciate it. Sure, Ron um, and I have discussed via email, and when we've met a few times, um, his interest and his son Sam's interest uh, in automobiles, and we've shared some stories and so forth over the years. But I think about a week or so ago, Ron sent me some images, some pretty dramatic images of um, post-accident with his son, Sam, who was hit uh, in Los Angeles. And uh, his son owns a Subaru Impreza hatchback. And um, it could have been catastrophic. It was somewhat serious, but he, he's doing fine. And and Ron, maybe the, a good way to launch this is to have you tell us um, the circumstances of what occurred in your son's accident. Sure. So amid all the anxieties of COVID-19, on Sunday, uh, I believe it was Sunday, April 5th, we get a call about 4.15 in the afternoon from uh, our son, Sam, who's in Los Angeles, saying that he just was in a uh, very bad car accident, and his request was that we immediately come down to Los Angeles. I come down now. Uh, Sam is 29. He's an attorney uh, as rock solid as you're going to find anybody. So when he calls and his voice is shaky and he says, you need to come down, that's what we did. So we literally packed the car 15, 20 minutes later, we were on the road down to Los Angeles. And we, we saw him, <clears throat> excuse me, we saw him about, get to Los Angeles about 1130 at night. And we saw him and his passenger, which is a close friend of Sam's. And so we knew that they were okay. But when you get a call like that, number one, when you're a parent, you're always a parent. It just doesn't matter how old your child is. When you hear in your voice, your son, obviously, clearly in distress, that's very difficult uh, when you're away and can't get to him immediately. So we really didn't understand what happened at the accident. Uh, our son called us. He was still at the scene. He was saying he was okay, but at the same time, he said, I may be taken away in an ambulance. I'm not sure. He was very upset because his uh, passenger was injured as well in the accident uh, and was being taken away uh, by an ambulance. And so there's a lot of uncertainty and confusion in his mind. I could hear it in his voice. Uh, he and his passenger were able to walk out of the car. Uh, and Sam kept telling me that he was okay, but at the same time, he's telling me he may be sent in an ambulance. So we just really didn't know what we were getting into. We didn't know when we would see him or how we would see him. We just had an address for his apartment, 
and we went down to Los Angeles. Uh, we had a chance to speak with him down in Los Angeles uh, Sunday and then Monday. And the way he described the accident is he was on a surface road uh, on Santa Monica Boulevard. He was traveling 35 miles an hour uh, in the 35-mile-an-hour zone. And the reason I mention that is he was not stopped. Uh, a car came, and Sam said he never saw the car, came out of nowhere, hit him from behind, spun the car around and into a Metro bus. So it was a pretty terrific accident. Yes. Um, there were many witnesses, uh, and they were great. They all stayed around to make sure everybody was okay. They gave the police statements. They estimated the car was traveling about 80 miles an hour. And, wow. and again, my son oh, said, right, on a surface road, which is wow. crazy if you know anything about Los, or even it doesn't matter even the Bay Area. We know on a surface road to travel at that excessive speed. The car did not stop. It actually, uh, the car that hit my son went a couple blocks and then ended up hitting <laughs> hitting a building. So it was a hit and run. Oh, um, the guys bailed out? The driver? Uh, yeah. Yes, he. They did not stop. Uh, the more distra- well, a distressing thing is because of the COVID nineteen situation, the police are not going to prosecute. And even though it was a felony, I believe it's a felony hit and run, leaving the scene of an accident, reckless driving, and all that with injury, but and and major injuries, right? So the the good news is that my son is okay. He uh, had a concussion, uh, sprained ankle. He's got uh, bruised lungs and kidneys, which will heal 100%. He may have a bruised or cracked rib. He'll know later this week because they did x-rays and CAT scan, and they're going to read that this week and do an MRI on his ankle to make sure that nothing's torn. But he is up and moving and in very good spirits. Uh, His friend had two crushed fingers on his left hand. Uh, The good news for him is they don't have to do surgery. It will heal. He also had a concussion. Uh, bruises, uh, black eye, and then a lot of deep bruises from the seatbelt. Wow. So that was the extent Boy. of the injuries. Every airbag went off, I suppose, or it looked like, or did you see? Yes, it did. Uh, we saw the car on Tuesday, and, and that's actually, James, why I sent you the, the photographs because I thought it would be interesting. I don't know that much about cars, but when you see the car, it, it's just shocking. The rear end of the car is pushed in. Of course, my son hit uh, the Metro bus, who did try to swerve and so to avoid a head-on. We basically hit left side to left side, so the left side of the car is crushed almost into the cab. And the little that I know about you know, cars and design and all that, when I saw the car, my first you know, thought was, you know, what a horrific accident. My second thought, immediate second thought was, this car did exactly what it was designed to do because you could see, yeah, I understand a bit about crumple zones and you could see that the car absorbed the impact. I believe it did everything that that car was designed to do because you had two people that were able to walk out of that accident, a horrific accident, literally mangled like an accordion. Yeah. I saw, I saw some of the pictures. Yeah. It doesn't look like anybody would walk away. Ron, when you purchased the, the, the car with your son or did he purchase it on his own? Not, not financially, but did you guys talk about what would be a good car for him when he got that car? And did you study things like the, uh, double IHS safety standards or the other companies that have, um, you know, crash tests for, for consumers? Did you look at those prior to buying a Subaru? 
Yes, we did. What we were looking for is our son was still in, uh, actually the story is we bought the car for our younger son, Ben, who's an auto enthusiast. Uh, we ended up uh, trading the car and giving it to son to our son, Sam, about a year and a half ago. So we bought the car when our son, Ben, was a, um, a junior in college. At, he was at UC Davis, and he needed a car that was reliable and also something he could bring things back and forth with. So he agreed. We thought a hatchback was going to be uh, a good car for him in, in terms of mobility and, and use. What we then did is we did research uh, as best we could the crash safety records, and we thought that the Subaru was at the top. So we bought the Subaru Impreza um, for – it has a bit of a sporty design, which, which he liked, uh, but also for uh, precisely for the, uh, the crash safety ratings. Yes. And, and uh, along the same lines but different, I can remember years ago traveling, I got into an accident um, and everything was fine. But maybe an hour or so later, uh, I was with a friend and the next day and the next day after that, there were some delayed uh, reactions thinking about what had happened and how much worse it could have been in, in my circumstance. For your son, for Sam, did he have any... Uh, things that happened to him hours later, uh, weeks later, or not weeks, but did, but days later that um, it was like post-traumatic uh, situations. Did he have any of those things that occurred? Yes, that's a very good question. And I sent James a picture, I believe last night, that my wife actually took. It's a pretty poignant picture. It's yes. our son, Sam, standing next to the car looking at it. And that was the the realization for him of how bad the accident was because in his mind he was going through everything what was very upsetting to us as parents is he was telling us he never saw the car the next thing you know he's hit and he's going into a bus and he thought he was going to die he oh, thought he was wow. going to have a head-on collision with this bus and where he where the accident was located it was on santa monica boulevard but above the 101 freeway yes so the impact could have sent the car literally over you know, the embankment and over, you know, a hundred feet down to the freeway. So he had time to process this for two or three seconds before it happened. Then when he sees the car on Tuesday and sees the magnitude of the damage, I mean, he was there, but he was in shock. Uh, he had a concussion. He's trying to sort all this information together. He was in a great deal of pain. So it really was a couple of days later when he started to put all this together about the impact, the car spinning around, hitting the bus, and then looking at the car, it did bring everything back. And that was a very sobering moment for him. I can only imagine. No kidding. Um, Ron, uh, in your line of work and my sister's line of work, um, what has it been like with insurance companies? Maybe you can say the stories, maybe you can't, but I've always been curious to know how that works with insurance companies if they if they're really aggressive and trying to um, not see it the way that maybe witnesses see it, or maybe if they're very cooperative and they see it, they take the, what the witnesses say and they go with it and it's very smooth. How has that part of the situation been for, for your family? Well, I've, I've been involved in a, a situation myself. And although I'm in a cover, uh, insurance coverage firm, that's actually not the work that I do, but I can tell you from personal experience, you know, what I had Yes. several years ago, maybe about five or six, maybe seven years ago, I was hit as well. I was driving an Explorer and the Explorer was totaled. The airbags blew out and the uh, frame was bent. So the car was gone. Uh, it, it was totaled. 
I actually had a very good experience. Now, I didn't have any really type of injuries, uh, just a couple bumps and bruises. I, to my surprise, I was trying to figure out, okay, what's, what am I going to get for the value of the car? The Explorer was 10 years old. It was an Eddie Bauer version, immaculate condition, but 150,000 miles. Uh, my discussions with the insurance company, I looked up online as best as I could to figure out the value of the car. I got about $2,000 more than I thought I would get for the value of the car. There you go. And because the insurance company looked at the condition, they looked at uh, the equipment we had, we had new tires. And the same things happened with my son and his insurance company. They were very, very fair and gave him, I thought, a very generous um, reimbursement for the loss of the vehicle. His car is a 2014, so it's six years old, the, the Subaru. Um, it's a sport version, has leather seats and a moon roof. And uh, again, immaculate condition. And they, I thought they were you know, very generous. So he got a very, you know, I think an excellent you know, recovery for that. What, the what they, what they gave to, him, excuse me, what they gave him on the car, they're going to take back in the, the medical bills probably. That That's right. So right now all he's resolved is the uh, property damage, you know, the, the recovery for the car. What's next are going to be, you know, any type of you know, coverage for the medical. Now the individual that hit him, we, insurance i think thirty thousand maximum per accident my son does have underinsured uim underinsured motorist coverage so at this point basically the negotiation will be with the insurance company to pay for the medical and everything else uh, my son did hire an attorney uh, i don't know if he's going to continue with that or not because he's he is not looking at extended injuries or long-term injuries he's going to heal 100 percent as his passenger but I think the attorney is just advising him on uh, just how to deal with the insurance company. So that's so right. That's the next step. I think medical bills will be coming in for the next probably four or five or six months uh, for my my son and follow up and his passenger as well. Uh, but his passenger is going through his insurance. I don't know if anything will be covered by my son's. So that that will remain to be seen. But at least we've had a very good experience uh, with the car. Well, that's, well, that's good. good. That's yeah. good to hear. Um, how about in terms of whatever you can share? Um, I'm going to reveal a little bit here. Bruce doesn't always like it, but Bruce is a former police officer, and it's been years. But I'm always curious how if, if a tow truck driver showed up first or an ambulance or a police officer or more than one police officer, what was that experience like um, giving statements and so on and so forth? I'm always wondering how that went with, with different situations. Well, it's really curious. Um, I... Uh... I don't know everything that happened in terms of the timing, yes. but my son said the police were on the scene right away. And the witnesses said that they heard sirens. Now, what we don't know, we will get a police report in sometime in the next four to five weeks. The police said it would take about six weeks. Police already told us they're not going to prosecute because of the COVID-19 situation, but they will provide a police report. Uh, oh, that's nice to of establish them. Liability. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, six weeks later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Oh, you're getting great you know, horrific accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, maybe this is one exception, but but no. So what we don't know, and I don't know if the police's report is going to say this, but we don't know if this was a chase. Oh, yes. Which might explain why the police were there almost immediately. My son said there were multiple units that were there. He said 10 or 15. I don't think there were that many, but I... I 
expect that there were many police cars. And if they were there that quickly, it may have been a chase and maybe the police you don't necessarily right. want to, maybe it was not a safe condition for them to be chasing someone at 80 miles an hour. Oh so yeah. A lot of think about speculation, that. Yes. but that's a possibility. So sure. we just don't know, but, but the so police arrived on the scene almost instantaneously. I, I think the tow truck wasn't there for some time later. My son was there for two or three hours giving, you know, they're telling the police what happened, waiting while the witnesses were. Uh, so I, as I understand it, the tow truck came, you know, much later. We take the car to a, a lot. Well, Bruce and I, before we, we called you, we're discussing, you know, if you, if you see uh, a commercial on television and um, a manufacturer is marketing their vehicle as a safe vehicle, and, you, and maybe you see a video where, the vehicle's taken with a, a crash test dummy uh, at five miles an hour, and it gets all these great reviews, and they're, they're boasting about the vehicle. Now you can speak about it with some clarity because it's your son and, and things are going well, but that's more of an example of how cars are really safe, particularly Subaru. It's always been known as a safe car. They're built solid as a rock, so to speak, and, and now you've got a testimony that Subaru should really be using on how their vehicles and the uh, airbag systems really, really work. You've, you've been very fortunate. Well, interesting you say that because a couple of things came to mind. I recall, and I don't think it's playing now, but just recently, maybe a year, year and a half ago, there was a Subaru commercial where a dad was standing in the driveway with his crumpled car and, and it was a commercial on behalf of Subaru. And, and he was you know the real life dad and he was explaining in the commercial how he bought the subaru uh, as you know for the safety features and you could see the car crumpled up in the driveway and i don't remember if it was his son or daughter but he's explaining how the car saved his son or daughter's life so i looked up on the subaru website and there is a portal where you can send a picture and share a story with subaru so i actually sent that last week with you know one of the photographs of the accident and basically saying thank you your car saved my son's life and oh, i explained boy. that uh we were in this you know my son was in this terrible accident and that in our selection process for this car one of them was the you know the safety value and in fact we believe the car did what it was designed to do and built to do so we did provide a testimonial i don't know if they'll see see it or the time frame because again of the unusual circumstance but I, I did want to share that story because I truly believe that that car saved my son's life. It and will it may have, yeah. It will, yeah, probably. What what kind of car is your son looking for now? Do you know? Has he talked about that yet? Yes, he has. And the interesting thing is, so my son Sam doesn't know much about a car, and James, as you know, is my son Ben. That's yes, the real car. He loves car. So the two of them are talking, and what uh, Sam actually wants to tell us, he wants a hybrid. So we're actually looking at the Honda Accord and the Toyota Camry hybrids. Uh, he doesn't feel that he needs a hatchback at this point in time, but th that's kind of what he's focused on. And we're also, we're looking at packages. And again, we feel that both of those cars have excellent safety features. And at this point, I think he's leaning towards uh, the Honda, the Honda Accord hybrid. I thought he would think Subaru. I think he'd get a Subi again, but we'll see. <laughs> Maybe. Does Subi doesn't have a hybrid, I don't believe, that I can know. They don't have a hybrid, and he is going to be, his commute is going to be about 40 miles, or it's about 40 miles plus a day, maybe 45. 
So he just trying to be trying to look ahead in terms of what he might want in the future. I, my first inclination is to get him a, you know, uh, the same car, but he wants to go in a different direction. And uh, of course I think the safety features, I'm a real fan. I, I don't know that much about the Toyos, but I'm a real fan of Hondas. I've had Hondas. And to me, it looks like that might be a very good car. And so we're researching the packages and all that, but I, that, that's where he's heading right now. Can't go wrong. Yeah. It lasts forever. And I mean, that's why they're among all the top sellers, right? It, they, they think they have two or three vehicles among the top, 10 or 12 selling cars every year. And there's a reason for that. I'm pretty sure. Um, well, in, in, in another area I was going to ask about is, is um, it's a little, this a little personal as well, but would you mind sharing, you know, a dad story? How, 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 um, as time has gone by two weeks or so, um, what do you, what do you see in your son? If you don't mind me asking, I'm not a father, but obviously I had one and, that, those relationships are pretty special. So, if you if you care, could you share about your son from your perspective? You're going to tell him to come home and no yeah. more driving. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, to tell you the truth, um, that was my first inclination to come home. But but he's got you know, a very good friend he was with, and they're actually staying together to make sure each other are okay. And so he didn't want to leave his friend. Gotcha. So you know, I, I certainly respected that. Um, it's. And it's kind of what I said in the beginning when once a parent, you're always a parent. So it was very frightening for us to have our son call, but at least it was reassuring that he was telling us he's standing. He's okay. He may have some injuries. Um, so the first several days were, were very upsetting and uh, unsettling for us because we, he didn't know the extent of his injuries. We didn't know the extent of his injuries and we're trying to piece this all together. And, and frankly, we're just, we're just frightened. Um, we don't want our children hurt. We don't want them upset. And we always want to feel that we're protecting them, whether they're three years old or in our instance, 29 years old. Yeah. So it's very upsetting. So again, we went down to see him, you know, face to face was the most important thing to say, okay, he's standing. He's okay. And the second shock was the seeing the car. Uh, that was, that almost brought my wife and I, you know, our knees basically were buckling when we saw the car. How, so how, that how close very, he had come, yeah. Yes, because you can't really understand it unless you see the car and then you realize how terrific the impact was. And, and like you said, all the airbags went off. The interior of the car was damaged. The console that was you know, in the, the front was ripped out. Uh, the gear lever you know, is, is bent in. The uh, air conditioning vents are all pushed out. So... You really see that. So once we kind of got past that, then our next concern was, okay, he'll recover physically, but how is he feeling mentally? Is he going to have any like post, you know, uh, post-trauma, what's it called? Post-traumatic stress disorder, yeah. Post-traumatic, yeah, stress. So if he's going to have any of that, and you know, is he going to have nightmares? You know, what is his situation going to be? But we talk every day. We have FaceTime multiple times uh, a week, and his spirits are good. And he actually drove. Uh, he's telling me he drove yesterday, and he felt comfortable and he felt confident. He's wow. looking in his looking in his rearview mirror a lot. I bet. <laughs> what might be coming Absolutely. up from behind? Absolutely, and you know we've we've always done our best to teach our, our kids to drive safely, but that's maybe 10% of it. The 90% is everything that's around you. You can't, 
you can't control what people are doing around you. So it's just being observant, being vigilant. That's what we try to teach you know, our kids to do. But I, I feel, my wife and I feel, we feel much better because we hear it in our son's voice. He, you know, he, his voice is animated. He's in good spirits. Uh, he's saying, yes, he's in a lot of pain uh, from his injuries, but he knows that it's going to heal and he knows it's going to take time. And he's already, when I say back at work, he's back at his computer. So I, I still think it's a process, but I, I'm, I feel much better. My wife feels much better knowing that he doesn't seem to have any of these, you know, traumatic issues that he says it's an accident. He's good. He will recover. And he's already moving on. He's excited about looking at new cars and he's ready for the next chapter, which is very much his personality. It's not everybody. Sure. That's but that's great. his personality. Sam is a go-getter, a positive kid. And if something bad happens, it's to him, it's an experience and he's ready to move forward. So that helps us as parents. I can, I can imagine. Yes. Well, that's a great way to uh, wrap it up. We really appreciate, um, Ron, your, the family story, sharing it with us. And we want to thank our guest, uh, Ron Richmond, who's um, shareholder and general counsel of Boulevard Hauser in San Francisco, a close friend of my sister Marilyn's. Uh, they've been uh, colleagues for many years and, and personal friends as well. Of course, we wish the best to your family and to your son. And, and, thank, and his friend. And his friend, um, yeah, the, the passenger in the car. So um, thank you for taking the time and, and sharing the story today. We very much appreciate it. Well, I appreciate this, too, because there's an, one last aspect. It helps me to share that story. Yes. It makes me feel better. Like I'm getting something off, you know, off my back, too. So I really appreciate the opportunity very much.